here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain. I would like to thank all my Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash bsmpod for continuing to support me and what I'm doing. Shouts out especially to my senior producers. We have my mom and dad. Love y'all. We have Ventus Official. I almost said Van City Primal. But don't worry, we'll get to you. One more senior producer. We also have PK Smokey with The Eternal Project. Thank you all for your support. This evening, I'm so pleased to be joined live on twitch.tv slash cypher0033, you get it. I'm joined by Van City Primal, who is the lead developer, the project lead of the Anime Tournament Edition, and previously, some of the hottest sauce behind a paywall, but a very deserved paywall. You can go onto Patreon, check out Van City Primal. The, all these links will be in the description, and we will be sure to get to them and plug them again, hopefully numerous occasions, and especially at the end. But for now, Primal, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here. I'm super pleased to have you on. So the first thing that I will try to tie some ties here, we have a few common acquaintances, especially Deer, who is the head of the, I want to keep wanting to say Gallant Melee Open, but Gallant Gaming, Deer is the head of Gallant Gaming and has thrown many a fun events and has invited me to partake in the form of producing content for, and, and okay, I'm not the person who's creating cool stuff like Walter Radar or Alston Melee or Seth Loves to Talk or G Dubs, all these amazing other people, but it's, it's nice to be involved uh, just a little bit. But then when I'm watching the Gallant Melee opens and i'm going these stages are insane they're so sick and it's you know it's you primal you are one of the you're on the gallant gaming team you got the gallant tag on twitter i see so let's start there i was just first of all how cool is it to be one of the few online tournaments that really gets in the sauce with stage textures and palettes and everything yeah i mean um as a creator, you always want to have a platform for the things that you make. I've been really lucky to work with, uh, yeah, Kevin Deer, uh, the head TO, I would say, of BC. And um, he's always been very accommodating for me. We go way back to Battle BC 2. I was a nobody. We didn't know each other. And I just reached out and said, hey, I'd love to do graphics. I'm into Smash. And then he had me doing his event graphics for a while. And then as we got to know each other and we kind of made Gallant Gaming, um, it just became the place to show off all my stuff online. Really thankful to be able to do that. And especially with the kinds of players that were getting to show up to these tourneys, you don't see those players and skins together on a broadcast very often. So I'm really thankful for that. Okay, so this is really cool. You're you're in the same area thereabouts out there in British Columbia, Canada. Shouts out, shouts out. So that means that if you've been doing stuff with Deer for a long time and is part of your origin story, I would love to I would love to cover that. We don't have to get too terribly lost in the weeds here. But I do always love hearing how people get into melee and all that and it and it is so cool. Deer is so cool. It, it's awesome to hear that there's events that you're going to and deer's running them and you're you're coming up so how did you get into melee how did that all start happening for you yeah so this all started with uh brawl i never played melee as a kid i did have a nintendo and stuff growing up but i never got a gamecube and i kind of switched to fps's like halo and stuff so I came across Brawl pretty late. It had already been out for a while. And we would just play it at parties. Like, we would get messed up and boot up Brawl and just play. 
and uh, a friend of mine, he was um, like one of the better players that I got to play with. So me and him kind of spiraled into these 1v1s. You got to imagine like sweaty brawl matches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. If you haven't played it, you know, at that level, I don't, I don't know how If else you know, play. you know, and I love yeah. playing brawl. Uh, it's such a fun game <laughs> casually, but I, you know, whenever I got sweaty with brawl, I always ended up getting super frustrated because I thought <laughs> I don't, I can't move fast enough. How is the other person moving faster than me? It's my own fault. I, I was getting messed around by this person who started off with playing Ike, I think, and I was playing Meta Knight and I should have this in the bag. I knew Meta Knight was broken, but I just, I must have been really easy to read and predict because I would just come in with the same timings or whatever. And I keep getting hit by these aerials and I'd just be so mad. But yes, Brawl, yeah. nonetheless, is, 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 much, is much more fun than people give it credit for. Totally. So that's how I got started. And I picked up Game Watch right away. And he always played Captain Falcon. Um, he had played Melee before. So that's, I think, why he was better than me, you know, at the time. And then we got into PM because we were getting, like, serious about this. Like, 20 <laughs> Brawl isn't enough. We need more competitive uh, gameplay. So that was pre-3.6. That was, like, early days of PM. And then uh, we we had a choice, really, which was like, okay, we're we're consistently getting more and more intense at this. Do we double down on pm or do we go for melee and, um, <laughs> i made the worst choice ever and said pm right let's just get really good at pm Aww. and that definitely sent me back from joining the community by like years right like, I would have been into melee way before then and so we we played more pm basically and then we kind of realized like there's no locals Nobody really plays PM. <laughs> People are making Full Metal Alchemist melee. Brotherhood references to, to yeah. PM. <laughs> huh. So we finally switched, and uh, that was before Slippy also. So there was a while where we just played together. We never went to any locals, didn't do anything. We would just play 1v1s constantly. Um, and then there was Netplay, again, before Slippy, and then Slippy came around, and then... You know, the world changed basically once Slippy came out, especially for skins, because you have a bigger user base constantly playing and like it's more accessible than it was before. So, you know, a 20 year old game, you have a better case for let's change it up visually than you do with games that are like brand new coming out. They've been out for like three months. They die. You know, you don't get time to like really kind of develop a meta around modding. Um, right. So I found it very easy to get into. And, you know, you're asking about Melee, but that's kind of why it was so accessible for me. And because it's like low poly, like it's an old game, right? So yeah. The models are simpler to work with. And that was really easy to like pick up instead of like Unreal or something like that. But I love how it starts with PM because yeah. already you're going, so there are people mm -hmm, who mod this game mm -hmm, and put like custom attacks. They put, just put Mewtwo back in. They right. do they do stages and skins and everything. Mm -hmm. Where does where does one do this? I mean, is that where it starts for you? Or are you just simply too much enjoying playing PM at the time? You're not really thinking about, oh, I could do this. I mean, you're, you're probably the person, the kind of person who had artistic 
background in some capacity. Yeah. It's not like you saw Melee in 2020 with Slippy and went, wait a minute, I could do something. Like, you, had, you must have had this baked in a little bit beforehand. Yeah, so it's funny. Like, definitely we acknowledge that PM was a fan-made thing. Like, we knew about all that. But it didn't really spark anything in me in terms of, like, hey, I could do this. Now, I do have, like you're saying, an art background. Um, I went to... Like I was always drawing when I was a kid and then uh, I went to university for graphic design. Like I went for uh, visual stuff and then I do that professionally, like in my life, like I'm a designer. So there's definitely like a strong background for that kind of stuff, but I'd never touched 3D. I'd made games like 2D games and like pixel art and stuff, but I'd never tried anything 3D. Um, I started by doing textures because that was you know, easy. You just make it in a Photoshop or whatever and throw it into the game. But uh, I only started doing 2D maybe two and a half years ago. That's what I figure. Um, and like I said, it became much easier because of the game that I chose uh, to, to learn 3D with, basically. Yeah, so I'm thinking about some of these rigs that JDMH, shoutouts to JD, makes on a regular basis hundreds of thousands of the tries for polygons and i'm just going that seems like a lot it seems excessive (laughs) so when it comes to customizing okay i think about the smash remix team who does stuff with smash 64 they're working with hardware that is definitely limited and was i mean it took a long time to crack into it. I mean, for years and years and years, people were just happy to have a timer for free for all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were just happy to have that much less play on final destination. Even two years ago, playing on final destination in smash 64 was kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of janky because it's really only supposed to be played with master hands. So these weird parts about the, and then all of a sudden one day, boom, you can just play on final destination. There's no glitches. There's no nothing. And I, I'm, over the moon happy because it's such a cool looking stage in 64. And so I think about how for a, a while now, Melee has not not as if we have the source code or anything, but we are able to do quite a bit. I think back to the days of UCF and the 20XX training pack, It there were... Even before Slippy, there were people working at modding Melee and making legitimate progress on it and thinking not just about, ooh, what if we add another character? They were thinking about, we need to do ease of life things. We need to make this game more accessible, which is super cool. Of all the things Melee doesn't necessarily deserve, it's a group of people who are actually looking to modernize the game and make it accessible to to make it look better, to kind of stretch what the what the base of the game is to stretch it as far as it can go and then ever since slippy came out to your point it seems as if that was just sort of a lightning rod for all kinds of things people who wanted to play the game people who wanted to mod the game people who wanted to do content i mean i'm, I'm looking at all the angles and so for you primal when i first saw your 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 stuff with galamele open i think it was and i certainly saw at first want to say that Fox or maybe Falco would, might have been the first anime like characters that I saw on the timeline where I'm going, wait, this is a thing. You can just do this. And 
I was sort of vaguely aware of the concept of of texture, but I was going this this anime stuff seems more advanced. So I'm just interested in hearing from your perspective when you were first going. I can do stuff with Slippy, and and there's a big player base like you were saying. So. It doesn't start with, I'm going to make anime for you, Primal. I'm assuming it starts with getting connected with people like Uncle Punch. Just tell me about the, the community that was there as you were joining it. Like, who's running the show or who's wel- welcoming you in? Totally. So um, it definitely felt to me at the time when I started modding that it was kind of like a lone wolves thing. Like, there is a Discord. <laughs> and really, I think you end up with this in any community where it's technical and uh, small, where you have very few people who know basically everything. And then you have 99% of people who don't know anything. Mm. And so you get the same questions again and again and again. And uh, people just get worn out answering them, right? Not that they're jaded or like frustrated, but just they they don't have the energy. Like if they've seen that question how many hundreds of times while they've been here and stuff. So for me, at least, it, it really felt like uh, we're all in the dark, you know, and like I've scoped out this area of the ground. Can you tell me about your part of the ground? And now I can like get a better general understanding and then like very slowly you start to get a better appreciation for like you know like the plato's cave that you're in basically and then like somewhere <laughs> far off there's the light you know that's how it felt when i started and um i i basically had the fellow beginners right to learn from and we made our own little community um spam it burns was around there for for those kinds of times uh, shiggles uh, try win Friend of the program. Know. Let's go, Shigbot. Woo! Yeah, uh, those guys really came up with me. Like we call, all kind of came in at the same time and started learning from each other. And then over time, once you start to post cool stuff, you know, like you're you're showing things that you've made and stuff, uh, the community really starts to open up because you're not one of those 99% of people who are asking and then just you don't hear from them again. It's like, okay, <laughs> what am I getting out of answering your question, basically? And so being a contributing member is what really started to change things because, um, you know, people ask you questions now, all of a sudden you're receiving the same questions that, you know, you used to ask people and stuff and you just kind of work your way up from there. But um, I only knew how to do textures for a long time. It's actually fortuitous that um, around the time that I started to get into it, model editing kind of became possible or more accessible. Uh, 100% that's because of Uncle Punch and Ploge, um, as well as Durgan, who made like that texture wizard, which is like the simplest way to edit an ISO. These kinds of tools are like made by individuals, and they really started to come up and around and become more available um, around the time that I joined in. And so I like to think that I had a nice run up or lead in because I got familiar just as these tools were starting to become a little bit more usable. So I was able to keep charging forward, basically. Um, whereas I don't know what the experience was like for people before me. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking about, how we stand on the shoulders of giants. Totally, completely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I asked Scar when I had Scar on a few weeks ago, who is Ben SW? Because I hear the name, I see Ben SW in the crowd every once in a while for a Melee Top 8, especially when Mango's on a big run. And I'm, I haven't been able to ask somebody who is Uncle Punch adjacent because 
as much as I would love to have, have Uncle Punched on someday, I always get a kick about asking people about somebody who they are. Okay, I don't know what you like to call you and your Uncle Punch's relationship. If it's that like a just like peers or what, but who is Uncle Punch from your per- perspective? I'm curious to know. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Punch is a god. I, I don't know how else <laughs> to put it really simply. Um, there may have been people who were more knowledgeable about the game than Uncle Punch. Like, I know that Uncle Punch used to be part of his own little community and team or whatever, but there's nobody that I'm aware of today that's still active that knows as much as Uncle Punch. So he's by default, like, just the goat at this point because uh, he knows the most, really. Um, And so I I don't have a, like, we chat, you know, we have, like, a, I would say, like, a working relationship, but... I wouldn't claim to know him personally, like uh, we've never spoke uh, voice to voice or anything like that, but he definitely helps me out and he's definitely the guy to go to if you have a problem, you've tried all the solutions, again, you've established that you're like a creator, you you put effort into these things and yes. he, he's the person to sort it out for you, basically. That's really cool, but it's so interesting to me. I would be going, can we go do a voice call? Can we do a voice call? Because as much as a wall of text is fun to read and to try to parse into what's I see on a screen. And I appreciate, for example, I was just trying the process of downloading the mm. anime tournament edition by myself this evening. And I was looking at the text and I was going, okay, what the heck is bat? But then when I unzip the file, it says, drag your ISO here. And I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> so big shout outs to whoever's idea that was because that saved me. I double clicked on it first. I double clicked on drag your ISO here. I ignored it at first, double clicked it. And it was like, Nothing's happening. Oh, it says the dragon. Up. So I would, I would try my best, right? But then eventually, I would get to, I would just go. But Uncle Punch is right there. There's a green, the green online. Can, can, can we do a video call? Okay, please talk me through this. And I'd be so annoying to people like Uncle Punch and so on. So I'm glad that I don't actively try to mod melee. At least as of now. Gosh, keep me away. So I'm interested in hearing how Uncle Punch. Or, or if you if you are able to start doing textures and then modeling, doing stuff with the rigs, with melee characters starts becoming possible, doing stuff with the stages becomes possible. Mm. When does anime melee come into your mind? Does it come into your mind because you say, well, I like anime. Cell-shaded Link in Wind Waker was super cool. So it's it's hardware wise and code wise it's possible to do where does it all come from for you so uh definitely i had been doing skins for a while texture stuff then i had slowly learned how to do model um edits at the time there was an older tool that used to use that could only bind to one bone so without getting too technical into this a rig is made out of bones and then you attach parts of the model to those bones um, and then that's how the, the rig moves around, basically. Okay. And so there was a tool, and you could add objects, but only bind them to one bone at a time. So the simplest, oldest example, give any character a hat, right? It only listens to the head bone, and it's a simple thing to do. So the, the, one of the first things that I did was add a halo to uh, Fox, which just seemed like an easy win, basically. Uh, and then Big I was dubs. like, okay... Like, 
let's learn Blender. Like, let's actually get good at this. Let's learn how to do 3D. And um, even then, it took me a while before I kind of, like, perked up to this idea of doing Animelite. And it all goes back to Mr. Game & Watch. Mr. Game & Watch is the first Animelite character. Like, he already <laughs> is one. And um, yeah. the way that he works, he has an outline on him, right? And the way that he's actually done is that he is a fully 3D character and then he's flattened in the code so that in-game he's flat, but he isn't really. Um, no he's way. He's a full, like, round Wait. Know, character and stuff. Have you released so, a picture of this, like, ballooned oh, out game? Flattened? <laughs> have this yeah, I could, I could. Why have I... This is, like, the bottom of the iceberg for Melee. Like, yes, this is deep good. stuff. <laughs> game & Watch is 3D, but yeah. then gets flattened. This is insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's it's crazy. And, and so, like, he's already weird. And to be honest with you, that's what attracted to me to him in the first place. Like... There's no other character who, first of all, is, is flat. Like, he's just different from every other character. And then also... His walking really animation. Like, yeah, his walking <laughs> so animation. Funny. He's, like, not real in any way, right? Whereas the other characters are at least like, yeah, I could see that happening. Um, and he pulls out items, right? Like, what a strange... I mean, I know, like, Fox and Falco pull out their guns or whatever, but, like, he's just got, like, Chair. a whole... <laughs> whole trunk load of stuff that he just pulls out and i thought that was great so i played him competitively and then when i started doing skins and stuff it was like well how is he how does he work like how is he outlined how the hell does that work and that was really the foundation for um starting to do animalia because we use the same technique that he uses to have his outline on the characters um and then it just kind of went from there i wanted to try cell shaded uh, it's not real cell shaded either. Like um, the lighting never changes on the model. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lighting setup, it's just like fixed. Um, but for me, it was really learning more about 3D. Let's do it with something. Let's do it with an audience, basically. What if I learned 3D but also was making content? And that was really the the inspiration for Animela. And that's when everybody on the internet is going like. They're going. This is uh, this is kind of cool. I like looking yeah. at my character that I've just gotten used to looking at for years and years and years, and now they look different and cooler. I mean, you probably have the section of melee enthusiasts who go, "No, it's not the original yes. or whatever." But there are plenty of people who appreciate being able to say, "Oh wow, look." It's something new. It's something different. This is well put together. All those things. So how was the reception initially? I mean, I, again, aside from Game & Watch, if that was like the true first character that you worked on or, or who was the first Patreon release? That's what I'm curious to, to find out from you. Uh, so the first one was Pokemon Stadium, the stage, the purple stage. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the rocket. It was supposed to be a Team Rocket-inspired Pokemon stage. Um that was the first release, and then Falco was the first one because every modder in the world always does their main first, right? Like, that's <laughs> that's just the move, right? That's the character I care about the most. So I play Falco and Game & Watch in Melee. Game & Watch was already perfect. I just needed to learn from him. And then Falco was the first that I gave a kick at the cannon. Uh, shouts out to Game & Watch though I don't want to get too far away before I get a chance to say that Game & Watch 
facilitated anime. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Saying that sentence out loud is so cool because there, I mean, I think that Game & Watch was pretty safely in the game, was not one of the first characters developed, but I don't think mm-hmm. Ganondorf and those kind of characters were close to the chopping block. I think in David V. Kimball's video about the development of Melee, Ganondorf was really only possible because they decided let's make him like Falcon and also we have that model to start off of from the gaming expo thing in 2000, which is a wild thing to consider. But Sakurai didn't even realize that one of the coolest mods to come out of Melee was going to be because of the... 3D rig, but yet flattened character that throws out chairs. That's such a cool thing. <laughs> but when 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 Falco gets first released, you probably weren't necessarily going with the anime coming to you in 2022. I mean, was it just first of like, hey guys, check out this cool thing I did. This is super cool. Check out the Patreon. Yeah. So actually, uh, like I mentioned, I've been doing skins for a while, and then actually, I owe a lot of or all of my Patreon success to TKK, uh, goaded melee editor. He's uh, got his feet kicked up now. He's taking it easy, but he did some phenomenal work um, in his time. And I would chat with him about basically getting the bag in esports. How do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he was like, you got to have a Patreon. I mean, even if it isn't bumping, like you got to get something basically because your options as a modder are slim, right? Either you get commissions or you, you know, or nothing really. Those are kind of your options. So, uh, I decided to open a Patreon and for me, um, I always wanted to take kind of like, uh, like a marketing style to these things. Um, I've tried to, start various like schemes basically on the side like i used to design and try to sell icons you know like graphic icons for menus and apps and stuff like that and like i I did okay i made like 80 bucks or something and then i was doing these so like i have some run-up on trying to like make an account and market it and try to get the word out basically and so my goal at first was uh the top tiers eight cel-shaded characters it's going to be anime i figured that's the biggest audience that's going to get the most attention and then we'll we'll call it a day basically and by the time i got to the eighth character people were like well i'm not downloading it till it's got everybody right? i'm not even going to try until it's got everyone how about you do it random commenter on the internet yeah right that's that's the thing but um the patreon was starting to pick up and then i also had this idea of uh the first um, content pieces, like releasing Falco or showing off Falco and Fox and those, um, that was just me running around, right? Like, right, the video yeah. isn't anything. Like, it's just me being like, wow, look, I'm Falco. I'm <laughs> oh, also, so check I, out the Pokemon Stadium stage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. That's right. And so later, I was like, well, I have a real opportunity to highlight the communities behind each of these characters because every character has multiple slots, right? Like the color slots. Mm-hmm. And there's members of the community that, you know, play these, you know, mid-tiers, low-tiers kind of thing. And this could be a cool way to do a collaboration. And, you know, I'm very aware and respectful that the majority of this community is about competitive play. Like, I, I totally get that. 
that's the ethos behind Animele, right? Like, we don't change anything about the game. It's still Melee, but it just looks different uh, because I, I'm really all about keeping it competitive and um, true to, to what has kept people around for so long, basically. Um, and so these later ones where I would highlight, do combo videos and show off the skins at the same time. Yep. Uh, I really feel like that was doing more than just um, spreading the word. It was also giving those players a platform. Um, especially when you can put them together, like you make a montage of yourself. That's cool. Um, but being featured alongside people in your community in something, uh, I thought would be like a, a unique and, and cool opportunity for players as well. You know, it reminded me of Smash Dojo updates from Sakurai in advance of in advance of Brawl being released. Check that website every day, see what new things are cooking for Brawl. And yes, it was not like Melee exactly or at all, but checking Smash Dojo every day, I still as this was 2007 so i would have been 11 going on 12 i still remember doing that like every day even on weekends when i knew the update wasn't coming i, I went but what if we get a saturday update what if we get a sunday update anyway sakurai please uh you know my voice is cracking every day at that age so when i see Fashion. these when i see these new characters like young link and arrow who's a friend of the program being featured i go yeah let's go arrow let's go young link young link is now a, an anime lay character that's super cool and it's of course different color palette swaps mm. like you said so therefore different people and all you need are the slippy files and someone like g-dubs who is quite talented at this whole editing thing. Big shouts out to G-Dubs. I, I would need to get G-Dubs on here at some point, but I keep not doing it and I hate myself or not, but we'll get there. So at, so at a certain point, I noticed this pattern that you were getting into, like you were saying, where you were releasing the new character, go check out the Patreon, but also check out this really cool little montage of combos and just seeing this this new almost like a new character in action because it's not it's it is tempting to look at melee for someone who's been very saturated with it and they're going it's melee but then they see it in a new light almost they just everything pops to them again it for me that's that's what seeing anime does or some of these other things like that chainsaw falcon like what the yeah. heck and all of a Laszlo. sudden i'm seeing jojo combos and i'm going somehow they're more ferocious than they were before <laughs> this is insane so yeah, that's right and not that i don't think chainsaw falcon is in anime but the, the, the point is is that when you when you see those new anime characters dropping you go well i obviously have to watch this whole thing which is very tough to do on twitter People don't mm -hmm. watch whole videos of stuff on Twitter. No, they don't. Even my best videos, about half of people watch half of the video. Mm -hmm. That's like good. That's like, wow, I did really good there. Yeah. Um, almost everybody watches the first quarter for what it's worth, but about half of people watch half the video and then it just falls off from there. Yep. I don't want to tell you how my videos do on YouTube anymore. Oh, yeah, that's just Twitter. I have no idea what YouTube stats are like. I just upload my Twitter content to YouTube and don't even really look at it. Interesting, you know? interesting. Do you have this ability to see how far they go before they drop off? I mm -hmm. haven't looked closely. I think I would be sad if I looked closely, so I'm not going to do it. Probably. Never mind. I'm taking care of myself, Primal. I'm just not even going to bother. I'm going to stick well, with how many likes you it gets. To yourself, I'm going to save the best for last. And like... 
10% of people see it, you know, like uh, social media at least has taught me to lead with your best. Yep. And um, just, it just goes down from there, basically. <laughs> yes. I mean, I always get confused when I listen to a podcast that's over an hour long and they lead with a lead off bit and I go, who are you doing this for? Right. I mean, don't most people realize that when you're clicking on a podcast, you're going to be there for a while, but they do it anyway because they're smarter than me. <laughs> I just don't feel like doing it. <clears throat> we have talked about the origins of Animele and getting it marketed, promoted. It's allowed you to be full-time in this, or am I wrong? Um, so I actually run a company uh, on the side of all this. Uh, I own a software development company that I run with uh, a few other guys. And um, it's been a balance, basically, trying to balance these th two things together. I think the big lesson on social media stuff is to keep momentum. That's probably more important in some cases than your content. Like, you can have some filler pieces as long as it's done with the purpose of keeping up momentum. Um, so I had a lot of people help me out about midway through when I was burning through the mid-tiers. Uh, Shiggles and Triwing both helped me um, in making models. I would still highlight and make the end video, but they would do the modeling work, and uh, like I'm super appreciative for that. Um, and then it's definitely allowed me to dedicate most of my things a lot of my mornings, basically any hour that I can grab outside of my company to build this out. And uh, I won't lie that I definitely feel relief now that Animele, uh, Complete Edition, we we renamed it from Tournament. It's Complete Edition now. Oh, okay. Uh, complete Edition. I like that. Yeah, because we did everything. We did every character. We did every stage. And now I can just focus on like one shots, like one offs. This is a cool skin. This is a cool idea and kind of not commit to, you know, a multi month, a year long project. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do that anymore. Um, I'll do smaller packs against my better instincts i'll still do you said that packs. live no 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 you're supposed to say might might do a new reskin of one of the tournament legal stages maybe some of you don't like how dark battlefield is first of all right. maybe you should get over yourself maybe adjust the brightness of your monitor <laughs> or your or your crt but also i mean another another mini pack that just sounds dangerous i like this one-off idea though one-offs one-offs don't don't do the yeah. multi-pack thing again primal well, don't do it i have to finish dragon ball i did a lot of dragon ball characters but i have yet to do captain falcon everyone wants a saiyan everyone wants a goku a vegeta and i think that'll <laughs> be like the dragon ball pack is done because i've done all the other characters you know, I might drop a stage. Like, I can't help myself. I can be <laughs> honest. Like, I love doing this stuff, and there's enough community support that it justifies, you know, going hard, like going in on this stuff. And, um, you know, I appreciate it, and I, I try to show that uh, appreciation in the work that I put out. That's another thing. I didn't plan on talking about this too much, but um, my plan is currently by the end of the year. I'm going to release all of the Patreon exclusive skins that I've made so far. They're going to be available for everybody. I'm going to basically 
empty my Patreon. You're going to have, there's nothing exclusive on there. Everything is going to be public. And then I'm going to start again, basically. So I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to earn it all back again, basically. And I'd like to do cycles like that where do a bunch of skins for months and then release them all and then start again kind of thing, because that makes me feel better about um, earning the, the amount of support that I'm getting. And it also gives back to the community in, in a, in a tangible way, yeah, even to people not supporting me. I think that you have received a lot of positive feedback on the release of the Anime Lee Complete Edition. This happened over this past weekend on Saturday. So I'm just curious, since then, what have been some of the things that you have found to be, oh, okay, oh, you know what, before we get to reception, you were talking about some of the people who helped you. The official team on the Anime Lee page, aside yeah. from you, Primal, and you could talk about these people one by one if you want, or just, you know, sure. do the you-know-who-you-are thing. We got Janthor, Shiggles, yeah. Triwing, G-Dubs, Gonko, or Jonko? Uh, Gonko, Gonko, and then Uncle Punch. Yeah, that's right. Um, so Janthor has been a huge homie. He's been coding. He's been doing all of the coding work behind the scenes. Um, he's helped me a lot with the combo counter. Uh, most people seem very excited for that to come out. A lot combo of people counter is pretty cool. Complete pack is awesome. That's cool. Where's the combo counter? So that's nice. <laughs> but uh, that one—that is all Janthor's work. Like I designed it. I did the how it should look. I made the assets and all that. But the brains and how it can actually appear in the game—that's all Triwing's work. Or sorry, not Triwing, Janthor's work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Uh, who else do we got here? I'll, I'll burn through everyone. Shiggles helped me a lot, like I said, with the models, um, especially earlier in the project where I really felt the importance of keeping momentum, but I just didn't have the time to do it myself. So he helped a lot with that and also uh, with fixes. If there was some bug or something I couldn't work out and I needed to focus on the next character, he would look at it for me. Same with Triwing. Triwing did a lot of uh, fixing, basically. I, w- I would break things, I would get things to a point and not be able to take them any further, and he would come in and uh, fix that up and also made his own contributions. Uh, some of the characters are also his. Uh, they're, they're credited in the post. Uh, G-dubs. You know, uh, I came up with TKK, or TKK was already up when I started coming around, but G-dubs was better availability. You know, he's active currently. TKK is like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, thanks for letting me know. But, you know, I'm taking it easy these days. (laughs) And so G-dubs is uh, one of TKK's, like, um, I don't know, prodigies or or something like that. So (laughs) he's been my go-to person for all the videos. Just an amazing editor. Uh, And then who else have we got here? Gonko, who was a texture artist, so um, he was one of the people that I was also kind of on the come up with, where uh, he knew a lot more about this game, basically. Um, skins, textures, also having like a social media presence. I asked him a lot of questions when I was just starting, like, what do people like? How do I get this in front of people? That kind of stuff. He had lots of answers for me, and so I couldn't have done it without him. And then, of course, I have Uncle Punch at the bottom, just goat, right? I mean, what else do you say? He has a pack named after him, right? It's just Uncle Punch. I don't know how you get any bigger than that. So You went uh, to all the work to put the Kirby Falcon hat into Anime yes. League Complete Edition. Yes, as a shout out. We did have other hats. They froze on console. 
and we were committed to having one ISO that works across the board. So we, we had to cut the other hats, but we made sure Captain Falcon mm -hmm. is represented. So That's exactly right. How cool is that? You're going, we are not going to let this defeat us. That's we right. are going to have a word for console, and it's going to be beautiful because Uncle Punch has definitely done a lot, a lot, a lot for Melee. Yeah. I wonder why... Well, it's because... It's because Practical Tasks is very accessible on Twitter because every time something confusing happens in Melee, someone who makes a Twitter post, they go at Practical Tasks. I'm sure Uncle Punch doesn't even have a Twitter, which is the right move, by the way, because every time something confusing happens in Melee, people are like, P-Tasks, what's going on? I met P-Tasks at the big house, by the way. Very, very nice. cool person. Awesome. Now that we've gotten to the point, though, where you have the pack out, you're talking about releasing the one-off skins, the DBZ skins around the new year, and then starting to renew the cycle of, we're going to do this for this character, do that for that character. I'm curious to hear what has been the one of the better suggestions that you've heard from people about, you could try doing this, or, or even they'll offer to pay, which is probably something that you might be interested in hearing in, uh, hearing the offers. But what is an interesting idea that you hear and you say, oh, that does, yeah, I would want to tackle that. But then you also realize this would take so much time. You're asking me to do a, like an extra amount of rigging onto a character that's not just not a not it's beyond the the normal amount of rigging that you would have had to and the 3d work that you would have had to done for the models that you've worked on so far yeah so probably the one that interested me the most i i get i'm not going to say flooded but i get a pretty regular amount of dms asking for like basically deeply personal skins like they really like this character and they're like hey can you make this and i have to really balance um the content of the commissions that i do relative to what is going to be interesting to most people because um i have an audience and so doing one-offs for people at like a reasonable price isn't a great use of my time compared to making something that is going to appeal to my whole broader audience so i i turn most commissions away uh to, to other people uh other members of the anime team and, and people that i see coming up in the community um but uh Kreisk? Kai Kreisk from Guilty Gear. Do you, do you know who I'm referring to? I do he not. Wears, I do not play Guilty Gear. He wears a jacket over his shoulders, kind of like a cape, but like the sleeves are hanging down and stuff. Um, that one seems really interesting because it's a good fit for Marth. I always try to do like spiritually matching skins. That's another thing people will ask for commissions and like, I don't see those two characters going together. Uh, <laughs> an example was people were saying you should do Piccolo over Captain Falcon. And to me, Piccolo is a Ganon. I don't, I don't know how else to say it beyond like they have the same vibe, you know? um they're both like you know dark type and so anyway no so, you can't take gone freaks and put him over captain falcon that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah like i just i won't do it i'm sure you could find somebody but uh it, it needs to rhyme and in a in a way you know like you're paying homage to the character archetype like what kind of character is this okay so that's gonna match otherwise like it i'm not gonna say it's disrespectful but it's not a good fit uh, basically so anyway to answer your question though i uh, that was the most interesting skin was this guilty gear character 
but his rig is way too complex. Like I took a kick at it. I wanted to see what I could do. And it was just not within my realm of ability. Um, that being said, I am looking at moving into MEX. MEX is a new way to work with Melee, basically, that Uncle Punch made. It's a framework. And part of what makes MEX so cool is that you can add cosmetic bones. Remember, I was talking about bones making up a rig. You can add bones to a rig um, that don't affect gameplay. It's just purely cosmetic. Mm -hmm. And so they did an example of that. They gave Captain Falcon Ganon's cape. So it doesn't affect the game at all. It doesn't affect hitboxes. But now Captain Falcon has a cape, basically. And so I'm really interested in exploring what are the possibilities of adding cosmetic bones? Because currently, you know, you're modifying an existing character, so you have to respect the character's range of motion, the way that they move around. Like, you know, putting a person over Donkey Kong would be horrifying, right? Like, that's just not right. The proportions don't match and that kind of stuff. But with cosmetic bones, the sky's the limit. It's just your imagination of how you can make it work. So I'm really excited to get into that. And maybe I'll make a Kai heisk or whatever his name is in the future okay so i'm interested in hearing your perspective on when team akania which i believe uses the mex build to that's how they added their characters yeah and also to put in volleyball i'm just curious about yeah. your own reaction when you see stuff like that come out like are you still a fan enough of the game where you go well i want to try volleyball this is cool yeah no i'm a huge fan um i, I guess this is another way to put it like I've been doing pretty heavy visual mods, but what makes Uncle Punch so impressive and Janthor and Triwing and, and these guys is that they're changing the way the game works, not just the way that the game looks. So like volleyball, right. that is like in such a different dimension than visual skin stuff, right? And so I'm really excited to be working with uh, Janthor to keep making things like the combo counter where it's not just changing the way the game looks, it's changing the way the game works. That is now very interesting and what I'm looking to get into. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of MEX. I'd like to adopt it. And um, an example of making the kind of mod that I'm talking about changing the game is having chain changes in the stage based on situations between the players in the match. So for example, you take a stock and then an animation plays in the stage because you took a stock. Those are the kind of mods that I'm looking to make. So you're combining both visual and performance mods uh, to take it to the next level. Basically. Yes, yes. While I'll still sort of trying to keep the spirit of the game inside at the same time. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. the challenge. That's the challenge yeah. because at some point you might go far enough along and you go, I don't know if this is melee anymore. Is this melee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I am mindful of that. I try to think to myself like anime is if you plugged melee into the internet. Um, so you're trying to keep it melee, but you're also trying to add like pop culture, like things that have happened since 2001, but it's still <laughs> melee. It's yes. Still Fox pulling out a like an iPhone to do the special taunt. No, let's not do an iPhone, but you get it. <laughs> That'd be yeah. scary. Scary. Totally. 
let's talk about your your the way that you work around mm, okay i don't want to say work with fizzy because fizzy is the is the is also the goat along with uncle punch bringing slippy and rollback netcode into the world for melee but i think fizzy has of course so much to keep up with in terms of people being overly enthusiastic about doing stuff with online and then people go back and go fizzy what's going on and the first question usually is is it a regular iso or did you or did you were you messing around with somebody's build of melee (laughs) and i'm curious to hear especially during the potential desync phase which was a few months ago now Mm -hmm. or maybe just a month ago i don't know time goes quickly for me in melee but there was these re-releases for different different modding packs where they're going yes it's a true one-to-one ratio it was off by point zero 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 one million of a unit yes exactly so i'm interested to hear about the one-to-one model fix meta and 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 then how you work with fizzy or around fizzy however you want to phrase it however that relationship works yeah, so I'm definitely not going to talk about Fizzy too much. <laughs> um, I really love the Slippy project, and I really intend to make skins that are competitively viable, which these days means Slippy compatible, really. That's that's yes. what it means. Um, I try really hard to do that, and um, members of the Slippy team have given me pointers on how I can better do that. Um but yeah, definitely there was this this right. You're you're definitely right. There's this uh, debacle, and I will say it will continue. Okay, it'll continue to happen, where um, basically Slippy is debugging problems, right? And sometimes the problem is, hey, you made a skin. That is the problem, right? And you know, fair enough. It is what it is, right? Like we're gonna keep making skins, you know, um, but. Uh, I think it's a good thing. It does put heat on modders. There was a time where we thought, oh, the community is just going to start shunning skins. They're just going to say, you know what? I value competitive play more than I value novelty. And so I'm done, basically. And that was a concern for modders because you don't have to be as um, at the forefront as me to feel the effects of, oh, nobody cares anymore, right? Like that, that really kind of puts out your flame uh, to to do this stuff and, and to learn more and stuff. So that was a big concern. Um, thankfully, Ploge uh, came up with the costume validator, that program that you just drop your skins onto and it fixes them for you. <laughs> this is crazy. People coming out of yeah. nowhere and be like, oh, let's build a program for it. Okay, now you can just put it in. Uh, Ploge is not out of nowhere. Ploge is behind the scenes, but Ploge is not out of nowhere. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, to me, it's yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, you mean totally. there's, a, there's, there's tools to actually mod melee there's like a tool if you ask the right person they'll say oh you don't have to figure out how to do that from scratch i already have this little system build software just use this that's what i'm saying so for me this is like coming out of nowhere i'm like you you all have this that's cool that's awesome um and so you know ultimately i think the tools that the slippy team are developing in order to make sure that ranked has integrity, right? That people aren't cheating, that it's running the way it should, that the winner and loser of the match are correct. Those, that homework, that that discovery that they're doing is exposing and coming up with better ways to detect desyncs. And I think as a modder, that's a good thing, 
because it helps me make more compliant skins, right? More better skins. Because before we had intuition, like, oh, I, I know that this desyncs, right? I right. kind of get a feel for it. And you had playing with friends, like just testing with other people and then being like, we played 100 matches and it didn't desync. So as far as any reasonable person can say, this doesn't desync, right? Until Plop plays a Sheik and you go, whoa, That's whoa, right. whoa, Until whoa. somebody <laughs> does something and then you're like, ah, oh, shit, right? <laughs> yeah. So these tools really help remove ambiguity. And so... Although I'm going to continue taking heat probably every time that one of my older skins is found to cause desyncs, which I'm sure is going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm committed to fixing it. I'm committing to improving them. And ultimately, I think it, it leads us to a future where we can mod, um, you know, in a way that is compatible one-to-one -one that is perfect, basically. And so I'm proud to say that you know, we're patching anytime anyone mentions anything about complete edition, I look into it and fix it, but we don't even set off the desync warning if you're playing with a vanilla ISO. And that took a lot of work and we're proud of it and I'll fix any issues or at least be very upfront if there are any known desyncs because I, th I think that's the way forward, not saying like, oh, that's, that's your problem. I don't know what happened. Don't ruin my reputation. I don't really think that's the play. This old MD5 checksum thing mm. was crazy to learn about today. I'm going, you mean there's different... Ver this is crazy. Although, I think I, in the back of my brain, knew somewhere that not all ISOs are created equal. Not just beyond the 1.0, 1.01, right. and, and 1.02 NTSC stuff and the PAL mm. version. I also was vaguely aware that you couldn't just get ISO melee and it was exactly the same as what everybody else seems to have so I was relieved when I checked mine with the with the with the URL that yeah. you provided and I go yeah. oh cool it's the this is just a bunch of letters and numbers that uh, 174 ends in 174 let's go <laughs> but that is uh, melee is staggeringly perplexed aside from the fact that it, it, it is something that you can work with. It is still mm. staggering complex. What is your favorite or least favorite thing about Melee when you're modding it or doing texture work oh or gosh. rigging work? Um, any modder will tell you. You're, you're always going to, you're going to be doing something you've been doing for the millionth time. And there's going to be a new gotcha that you never encountered, that you were never aware of, that you had somehow been skirting by all of this time and then wham right doesn't work now what why <laughs> right? uh yeah so probably my favorite thing about melee is honestly how janky it is like um <laughs> it's crazy they, they did crazy stuff to make it work basically and that's another thing for me is like they built a really cool engine like there are a lot of effects and in-game stuff that is only visible and only used in non-legal stages. So it might as well not exist as far as we're concerned as a community because we're playing these same five stages, right? Like we, we don't know. And so um, part of what I'm really excited to do is to take uh, the legal stages and then remake them as non-legal stages. So like bring the background, bring the models, you know, adapt uh, them um, to to kind of shine the spotlight on, on some of these stages that 
we're like, yeah, well, we don't play with items. So we also don't play these stages. You know, that's that basically. Here's what make me would make me interested in taking a crack at modding. Can MEX in can MEX in what's the word that I want? Infuse is the wrong word. Oh well. Can MEX do final smashes at some point? Uh yeah, you could probably make a final smash with MEX. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this Pods probably will take me years and years before I bother trying. So you don't worry. You don't have to worry about me just yet on the modding side of things. I think I'll stick with podcasting about Melee for a little bit longer, <laughs> at least. Yeah, well, you've got quite a few episodes under your belt now, right? Yes, we're over 200 for, for the pod. It's it's cool. I wonder yeah. how much farther can I go? And uh, you've you've talked about your future refuturing with with melee and modding, and it sounds like you're going to be around for a little while because that was one of my questions. Once you get past a big point, it's like the ending of Finding Nemo. Now what? <laughs> so it sounds like you have a plan. So we've already gone over that. I will throw it to a Patreon question, and I think it would be interesting to hear your perspective in terms of directly answering this question because I don't think. I think I tried asking it, but I asked it very complicatedly. So shout outs to PK Smokey, Patreon question here. So I know it's called Animele, but was there a specific inspiration for Animele? That's what PK Smokey wants to know. Right. Um, well, I'm going to put myself on blast here. Um, I don't really watch a lot of anime. <laughs> Whoa, like I'm, let's go. I'm, I'm this is the greatest plot twist culture. I've had all night. Yeah, like I'm not a weeb. I'm not a man of culture. I don't know most of the references. People ask me for anime characters, like as commissions or skins or whatever, and I, I have to Google it. Like I, I don't know what that is most of the time. So, you know, that's the reality. Like, I'm sorry, gotta think. But uh, honestly, it was just trying to, to make... Um, to remake the game in a different art style. That was really the big inspiration. Mm. Um, and it, I can't say it was associated with any piece of media. Don't get me wrong. Ghost in the Shell, Cyberpunk just came out. That was amazing. Like the, I'm a big fan of the 80s animes, the dark, like sad, bad world out there kind of stuff. A big fan of that kind of content. But I know I'm not up to date with anything beyond maybe half a season of hunter x hunter that that's about it i'm I'm really not in the yeah yeah sphere. and Hun- hunter x hunter is fun i would recommend so i would also consider myself a non-anime enthusiast i have watched hunter x hunter and full metal alchemist brotherhood i could not do naruto i could not do sword art online i tried that off of a whim because my brother asked me to watch it and i did like 50 episodes almost by accident <laughs> almost right. by accident at episode at 50 i realized what am i doing <laughs> i just gonna stop i think that was the basic arc but full metal alchemist brotherhood is 60 yeah. some odd episodes and then it's done so that's what i like about avatar mm-hmm. the last airbender you're just done you don't have to go on for a thousand plus episodes as cool as that is for some people looking at you world as cool as that is for some people i just i I just can't get behind that i needed to kind of have a beginning a middle and an end you can oh oh no i did 200 episodes of a podcast oh you know what mine is not anime so 
I don't have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. I'm just living my life and capturing it with the rest of you. So no no worries about doing it nice and short. Sorry for the boof. Okay. So you 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 don't watch a lot of anime. That is so cool. That to me is so cool that you named something anime and it's like, no, actually I don't you know, people assume that I play Melee a lot more than I do Primal. I don't actually play as much Melee as I ought to. I want to play Melee, but then it's super cool to talk to people like you because you're doing super cool things. And so as, as, as fun as it is to actually play Melee, I almost get more excited. Something that I'll have to do is figure out, I have to get a Nintendo Wii at some point and then figure out how to put how to put anime in there and then i can take it to our local and go our local is going to be the best best, most coolest looking local ever and we will actually have people watching the stream and going wow this make this game looks cool we will figure this out but i don't have a wii i just have a gamecube so i gotta figure that out but that's me that's me primal i'll turn it back over to you what's something that's on your mind right now Well, I, I just wanted to say that not only do I not watch a lot of anime, which is surprising to you, but I also, I'm pretty sure I hit all of the cringe anime beginner bingo card things. I think Death Note is awesome, right? That's a big one that makes everyone go, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> who's this guy I'm talking to, right? Uh, I watched Pokemon back in the day, you know? Shouts out. Let's go, Pokemon. <laughs> um, yeah, so so that's something that's funny. Um Actually, I, while we're on the topic, since we're talking about getting things on console and stuff, um, I wanted to just shout out uh, Slippy HUD, which is a really, really sick um, program or like tool, basically, that takes Slippy uh, like console inputs and then can output them as um, like basically the combo counter, like UI, HUD, stuff like that. But it's all on the broadcast side. So if you really want to trick out your local... Uh, I can probably help you out on the Slippy Head side as well. Um, but I, I love to hear about Animele basically breaking out from beyond people's homes to community settings, right? Like people sitting together playing Animele on CRT. I would just love to come across that in the wild someday. That would be crazy for me. So we had talked a little bit about how in the beginning there you had people like dear encouraging you along and then later on in the community of modding and texturizing yeah not that uncle punch was like a mentor per se but other people uh growing along with you people like people like shiggles even if even shiggles is learning alongside just going like do you see this cool thing do you see this cool thing Mm. oh that's super cool and then the next day well now i found something super cool yeah but i'm just interested in hearing about when you think when you think now people coming to you and you talked about this burnout feeling of going i would really rather not ask about how to do cell shading for the 50th time today it's not really even cell shading see this this whole thing uh, you know like i as soon as you started talking about how it's not cell shading i'm going primal's been asked this before i feel bad but at least we've sorted it out you can just point people here you know how did you change the textures oh it's just the skin right how do i get that texture and it's like you don't even understand the level of effort that goes into remaking a character in this style it is not a flat texture like people are like oh his jacket is red with shading you just made it like flat red like wow that's so cool and it's like "Mm, i'll take that l okay (laughs) yes that's all i did you're right that was just a nice casual 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
try 10 hours. Okay. So how do you think about when people come to you, how do you parse out the people who are just asking mm. questions for the sake of hearing someone talk back to them on the internet? And how do you parse out the people who are actually, you know, people talk about this with playing melee all the time. They go, mm. this person's going to get better at melee because they're asking the right questions. What is, you don't have to, no, don't tell me the right questions because then people will think they can ask you. How about this? Right. When, when, when you think about those kind of people, do you, do you have anybody that you think of when it comes to that person's asking the right question in a year from now, they'll be making cool stuff with melee too. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, let's go. New people come style up. of question that people ask and it's the kind of question you ask when you're currently in the shit and you've been smacking your head against it for like an hour. And then you ask me that question. I get so many people asking, hey, how do I import a character? Like, yeah, let me just take the next three hours of my day and walk you through how to do this step by step. Like, it's just questions that are being asked from like a million degrees away from the problem and just being like, yeah, like, teach me, you know, teach me how to do it. I think it would be cool to know. It's like, that's nice. It would be cool to know, right? Like, go suffer and then I will help you. Like, if you're down in the dirt and you reach a hand up, I'll help you. If you're standing on the sidelines being like, hey, I don't want to get in this mucky stuff. Like, can you, like, give me a ride over? Like, I just want to know how to do it. Uh, I won't even answer. Like, I'll be like, you know, go suffer. That's really the answer. So people who ask, like, hey, I already tried this. I got some pretty good success. This isn't working for me. Like, can you explain to me why this isn't working? Of course, I, I would love to talk to somebody like that and encourage them and help them on their way. But people, yeah, like I said, people who are on the sideline just being like, hey, like, you know, I want to be like you. What do I do? Go suffer. Come back with scars and I'll be happy to talk to you. <laughs> okay, so I'm typing in something new for the for the overlay, the, the mm -hmm. concept of gatekeeping versus earning the... Earning the right, I guess. Uh, I don't know. That might not be the right way to put it. <laughs> Say that again. That sounds pretty gatekeepy. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I think there is value to to gatekeeping to a certain extent. And then you have to understand that you don't want to discourage somebody completely from trying to participate. How do you do? Because this is a sensitive topic to me because I think I I think I just I don't know. It was it was it was on me to say, oh, I, 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 I should actually just put myself out there and try to join the melee community. But for the longest time, it felt like it was closed off to me. And I couldn't necessarily tell you why. But at certain times when I thought about, oh, I should get more into melee, I always ended up not doing it. This was a year, years and years and years long process until I started actually saying, I got to put myself out there. I'll start a podcast about Melee. Let's see how that goes. I don't know. I got lucky. But the point is, is that I, I think about how you are right in saying that just anyone who comes along and is sidelining it, like you said, like, give me a ride across the river, ferry me across the river to the other side without understanding, look, this is like a whole process, okay? And I don't have time to take care of you. I'm here fishing or whatever. To This analogy doesn't work. So I'll just keep it moving. I'm talking about the kind of people that you deal with however often where it occurs where you can tell they are looking for 
feed back to their brain almost as much as they're actually looking for the answer to the question that they're asking. It's almost as if they're asking just for the sake of doing that. They'll ask somebody like Leffen the next day in chat. So like, how does Fox's, how does Fox's combos work? And they're not going to ever play Fox the same way that Leffen does. No one could, hardly anybody can even think about doing it because Leffen is so technical and fast with the, with the sauce. And so when Leffen gets those kind of questions, he knows those people aren't going to actually go back and put in the effort, put out a combo video and tag Leffen and say, I took your advice. Look at my Fox now. It's coming along. And the same sort of concept applies here. So how much of it is gatekeeping versus how much of it is you need to show me a little bit of something before I show you a little bit of something. So for you, Primal, do you think that it starts with the culture of everyone's welcome here, first of all. You are welcome to spectate from the sidelines. You can at least do that. But when it comes to the sauce, you need to bang your head against the wall for an hour before I realize that you you have a little bit more intentionality behind your desire to learn as compared to your desire to hear feedback into the brain. So uh, for me, I think I have an answer to this. Um, I haven't implemented yet, but it's basically what I'm looking to do is um, short form, fast tutorials. Um, there's a There's a YouTube uh, channel that I really respect and that I learned a lot of 3D from called Royal Skies. And um, his style of video is he has a timer on the screen the whole time. And it's like, hey, I'm going to teach you how to do this in three minutes. Like, you're just going to know how to do it. And he's he's talking like a mile a minute, right? And uh, it's hard, you know, it can be hard to keep up with. Um, but they're also just fun to watch. Like, it's a three-minute video. Right? Like, how bad could it be? And it's just like content, like educational content, like jammed in there, right? And uh, you see it in the comments again and again. Hey, this is so much better than a slow tutorial, right? Like, I would much <laughs> rather listen to this at one quarter speed, watch it 50 times. That's way better than trying to find where in the video you said that one sentence in this that one actually matters <laughs> the <laughs> whole thing right and so that's what i'm looking to do is put out a couple of these and my attitude to it is like yeah like i may not be around to help you across the river like i might be even watching you flounder in the river and be like yeah i don't have time right like that might be the spot that you're in but at least i can put like ropes across the river and you can pull yourself across right like that's really what I, I want to do for people is like, hey, you're asking me a dumb question. Here's a link. Here is all of the videos I've made. Um, that's step one. Like, I, I don't even have to type anything. Here's the link. You know, like, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And kind of, then what? You know, like, okay, so now I have the steps in front of me. I don't want to watch the video. Oh, great. Then I know I don't have to talk to you. You're not even willing to watch a video about it. Why would I teach you anything, right? Like, I'm not going to pull you, right? You got to be, like, hanging off of me as I'm doing my thing. Like, that. I don't know. It's some. I, I think that's a great answer that you have, that some people just want the entertainment of the feeling of learning and and not actually committing any effort or, or trying anything. And just to be clear, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm coming off as embittered or, or something like that. Um, it's actually 
this issue is one that I'm passionate about working on and improving, mm-hmm. but um, it happens. We found a the lot. right niche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens a lot, and it's sad, right? Like you see Discord predictably every three months, the same question comes up again, and that person they're not, they're not messing around. They're asking for the first time in their lifetime, "Hey, how do I do this?" But as a member of the community, it's just the most recent wave. Of, of people, like I said, floundering in the dark, trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to put out, like I said, ropes across the river, lanterns in the cave, something that you can make your way by and not be dependent, basically. Have you, okay, so aside from the, 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 the very short form content, which is a great idea, I fully support you in doing that. I will, I will watch those myself. I think that would be really entertaining for me just because it's fascinating to me. Yeah. The, the idea of learning how to do something is super cool. It's just that when you're asking people who are, who spend time doing this and hear it enough, it is tricky. So it makes sense that you can try to find a medium where you go, watch the video. I'll see you in a month. You know, show me what you got after that. I, I think that's a fair thing to, I think that is a fair thing to say. The reason why I really like listening to the yard podcast is because I'm hearing slime trying to trying to what's the, I don't know slime at all but I just think about how there's a very interesting mix of I'm content pilled out of my mind while also being like stop talking to me I saw slime at the big house a couple weekends ago he's like five feet away from me because he's talking to wheat who is like weed and I are sitting together watching top 24 and top eight for melee on Sunday it was a really cool experience by the way thank you for asking no I'm kidding and 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 I go this is this is this is a scenario that I've literally thought about every time I listen to the Yard podcast and I hear Slime talking about how he hates it when he gets dumb questions or dumb statements, when people try to work their bits, their comedic bits, and it's just none of it works, all of it sucks, and maybe don't talk to Slime. And so I think, how do I do this? And I went, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk to Slime there. So I didn't. And I thought about it afterwards. How much did I miss out by not introducing myself and saying, I do a podcast about Melee too? Because that was the bit that I was thinking about. Just going like, you are the most successful Melee podcast. I try to, you know, I shoot for you every day, Slime. Because he would tell you it's not a it's not a melee podcast yeah (laughs) and he probably wouldn't find that very funny and i would go (laughs) oh crap i'm out of i'm out of material i can't think on my feet because i i really can't maybe i give a too good of an impression of myself here but really thinking on my feet is not something that i'm particularly strong at doing and if you talk to somebody like slime you better have a couple backups Yeah, yeah yeah so i didn't and i thought about the action of, of not doing that afterwards and going, that was truly the best decision because it's just not time yet. I've, I've thought to myself, I for a long time said, it's not time to get into melee yet. And it's not time to talk to this person yet. It's not time to talk to that person yet. Because of course, when you start doing my thing, it's like 
oh, how cool would it be to interview all the five gods or how cool would it be to interview Zane? How cool would it be to talk to those kind of people on a regular basis? And I look up to people like Melee Stats and, and go, they're doing super cool stuff and I would love to be able to do stuff like that at some point. At some point, not the Melee Stats specific sides of it, but I love their podcast, Waiting for Game. Y'all should go check it out. So I realized I should just... Yeah, I need to continue to do stuff in my own lane and we'll get there eventually. And the moral of the story is, is that to anybody who wants to learn how to do something or get in the same space of somebody else, you just have to remember that you are a stranger. You can't just be all like, we know each other already. You, you, that parasocial thing, you, you've got to drop that and just be a normal person. Right. Yeah, I, um, you mentioning this kind of brings something up for me, which is that um, I have found that in the Melee community, um, you do a lot better by way of introduction from somebody who's a little bit more clout-like than you are. <laughs> that is by far, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm just saying this is what I've found is that this somebody is the meta. who's better known, who's like one step ahead of you, introducing you to one step ahead of them is the way you can't go two steps ahead. It's like it's, it's very <laughs> poor results in my experience. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of characters in the scene. I can understand how we got to this point. Also, this game is so old, right? Like, um, there's members of this community who are like, I literally have almost your age worth of experience in this game. So, like, hi, like, I'm glad you enjoy this game. <laughs> like, we're I'm, I'm in such a different place in this community, and you know that's cool. Like, not all games can can have that level of like archaeology of their scene you know and so i'm appreciative of, of that and um i would love to to get to know people better i have never i've only attended events in my region and i don't go out uh, very much especially during covid like i i would love to go to these tournaments and meet all these people and say like hey i'm van city primal and just does anyone care, right? Like, just get a read for those kinds of things. But I have no idea. I, I would I care. Yet to go. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that would be awesome. I would love to uh, talk to you because uh, I love meeting new people. And I have a reason, at least in this community, for people to want to talk to me. So I, I'd, I'd love to talk to them and experience what that's like. I have no idea what that would be like. So. How was Battle of BC? I keep wanting to say Battle of BC 5. But how was Battle of BC 4? Did you go? I did. Uh, we went on setup day and we went early in the day because we're very COVID uh, aware. And I watched the rest of the broadcast from my house. Um, wish I wish I felt more comfortable being there physically and meet and greeting and stuff. It but... did look a little crowded. I mean, I, I give Deer a lot of the benefits of the doubts and I know Deer works very hard on TOing and stuff, but there's like... I don't know how much you heard about pound in April, super, super crowded. That was my first major ever. And I was super happy to be there, but I was going, I don't think a lot of people are having a good time here. I think everybody's right. just like super unimpressed. But meanwhile, I'm going mango and trying to be normal. So go, hi mango. It's a, you know, I just, I'm a sub and I really appreciate what you do. 
can I have a picture? You know, right. And then, and then, and then big house flip all that around. We had so much space. There was minimal crowding, although for top 64 matches that weren't being recorded, they were just at the, at all of the rows and rows of tables and melee setups. There was a lot of crowding. So I stayed far away from that because I'm going, I don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with people. No, thank you. I'm good. But I I felt bad for, for deer because I think that venue space might've been one stage too small, but it is what it is. Like you have only a certain amount of options for the size event that you're running. And I knew deer was trying to keep it in the, you know, the size that like it was, I think it would like literally limited all the entrance for melee and ultimate to maybe 400 or 500 people per, per bracket. I I can't remember all the circumstances, but big shout outs to deer no i know deer's not the kind of to who's going what oh i don't care i know deer oh, cares no, not at all no he cares a lot and it's actually not a reflection of him that we went and stayed for so little it's just the quantity of people um doesn't matter where it is that many people i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna put myself in there um it's not a reflection of he took every precaution that he could and we're working with as big of a space as we can every year we're trying to get a bigger space we're trying to have more people over and uh we're on a good trajectory like we haven't leveled out and we're not looking to level out anytime soon i work really hard on those events but it's all um digital everything i do is digital contributions got it how sad was it to not actually, I mean, cause to my memory, everything was normal on top eight Sunday, no super cool, awesome, like battle BC four logos floating around yeah. on Pokemon stadium or it's like, Oh, it's okay. I mean, you know, we're in a funny spot, right. As a community. I mean, Nintendo's back, I guess, you know, in the picture and, um, like, I completely understand, of course, every TO who's signing, like, you know, property, they're renting in space, an area or whatever, and they're like, yeah, like putting a skin, <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> of course we'll do that, <laughs> right? And it's not like Kevin is like that. Like, Kevin is always like, hey, how can we promote the stuff that you're doing? This is so cool. I want to add to the production value, all of that stuff. But, um, like we as a team are are not trying to blow up the melee spot either, right? Like we're not trying to give Nintendo a reason to uh, to be like, okay, that's too far. You as a community are burned now. Like we're we're not trying to rock the boat in that way. But uh, that being said, when it comes to GMO, you know we're we're <laughs> we're kind of running with it as far and as hard as we can, and just seeing what we can do and just pull all the bag all the tricks out of the bag and everything so i love how those top eights look i love how they look primal thank you yeah we put a lot of work into it and i think i just want to touch on this is that at some point there are members of the community they're purists right and they're like hey this looks worse stop right i I don't know why this is so popular i don't like this and i respect that that's that's fine you're you've been playing the same game you've been playing all this time Obviously, at the eleventh hour, or you know, at this point in the twentieth hour, right? Somebody being like, "Hey, let's change it up. What do you think?" I get it, <laughs> right? That's fine. Uh, to a large degree, I am doing these skins and this aesthetic for people outside of the scene. I don't want 
the fact that it's a 20-year-old game to, like, stop anybody from being down to play. Like, if it can give Melee a breath of fresh air, people have said, or, like, give it a whole new kind of look or whatever, and it brings more people into the scene, like, that is definitely a a some like a goal that i'm looking at more so than you know it's it's perfect right don't change anything and i think radar made a good video about this too where um you know we've seen reluctance in the community to change any of the rules and then it's like well every change we've made so far has been good but now we're done this is we've reached the point it's perfect now right and then some other change will come and it's a big enough community enough change. They're so like, well, that was a good decision. But anything after this point, <laughs> it's fucked, right? We can't do this. Um, and so I, I understand if, if Anomaly feels like that. And it's by no means going to be, I don't think, a big community change or anything like that. But I do want to kind of remove any excuse that outside people have or whatever that like, oh, this game is so old blah, blah, blah. It doesn't look as good as new games. I want to take that reason away from them and be like, look, you can play this way. It's the same game and it looks new, basically. I like that. Because if somebody comes up to you someday, Primal, the, the, the possible favorite thing that you could get them to say if they were an NPC and humans are more than that, but if somebody came up to you someday and said, your mod got me into melee. That's like yeah, a top top five cool feeling in the world to you. Hundred percent. Awesome. Especially if they end up being, you know, like a a good player, a top player, or something like that. That's that me. You don't want the O twoers to tell you that I got into the game. Cool. I want them all, but if um if my stuff inspires other people to contribute to the scene in their own big meaningful way, the way a top player does or another content creator does. That's especially near and dear to me because that's how I got in. And I like to see other creators rise up um, because of the things that other creators have made. Of course, Owen Tours, I'm here for you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, come on through. Let's play some games. I try to play with my viewers when I do stream and stuff. Like, it's just about having fun. It's about playing the game, so... Last question slash topic. We were talking about AMSA a little bit before we started recording mm -hmm. because AMSA is the hotness right now and mm -hmm. the best Canadian player after less than a month now. of being here. This is <laughs> yeah. a weird thing to say out loud. So I'm just curious from your perspective, aside from talking about AMSA, you could also talk to me about your you know favorite players to watch or some of the favorite tournaments you've seen this year. Of course, shout out to Battle BC4, but... Uh, tell me what you think about the current landscape of competitive melee, since you do seem to have uh, an, at least one ear on the ground, one eye on the monitor. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy and glad to say that this seems like a very exciting time to be in the scene. Um, I think the fact that this era seems to be characterized by you never know who's going to have a crazy run like that has never been the case as far as i can tell in the community it's never been like watch your back like anyone could take a set over you like that's a really exciting feeling and uh some of my favorite players i'm a falco player so it's gotta be mango nation right that's that just comes with the territory but um i'm also a big fan of uh, bobby big balls 
Um, I know he's had some controversies and stuff, and, you know, I think there's a good person behind the scenes. He's definitely eccentric. Not gonna, not gonna deny that in any way, but um, really exciting player. Also, Magi. Um, I had, uh, I've had some funny interactions with Fiction. <laughs> I have him blocked on Twitter. So. Wait, you blocked Fiction? I blocked Fiction. I, I, Fiction's tweets put me in a place where I, I was not in that place before reading them. So I'm just gonna stay. Where oh. I am. <laughs> Let's go. That's self-care right there. Um, so you probably blocked the deep left bots, some of the more unhinged. No, I love the deep left. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> See, deep left bot is funny because it's just like AI garbage, right? Like it's just spewing out nonsense. And then every now and then we think there's a man behind the curtain, you know, there's some puppeteer that's revealed their hand and there's some meaning here, but it's just AI garbage spewing out that's like appealing to us. So conceptually, I love this idea of a deep left bot, but um, yeah, I'm not going to talk about fiction too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would be a deep Van City Primal tweet? Deep oh, I Primal bot. I try to post these unhinged things because, like, my Twitter is not really me. You know, like, my Twitter is Animele, the project, speaking through an account, basically. And, like, I'm very mindful of that. Right. And it's actually something that I'm trying to work on is to come out of my shell and, you know, shitpost, basically, and, and be, like, a person, you know, coming out on here and you know, exposing myself, here's my face, here's what I sound like, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it's something that I'm working on doing, also streaming, that kind of stuff. Um, so every now and then I try to drop something that I think is hilarious. And, it, you know, nobody cares, it's too out there, <laughs> kind of thing. One of my first tweets was hashtag Flintstones multiverse, which is, um, this in the lore of the Flintstones, before the show started, there was a civil war in the Flintstones, and Fred is a veteran, basically. And so there's there's like lore around this kind of stuff, and I I find that so funny and interesting, and I respect that nobody else seems to think so. <laughs> I'm so, looking. I'm looking for these base tweets, and I'm having to dig pretty deep here. Other yeah, than the truck I'll running send into some the to you, um, some of my favorites. But uh, I don't expect that the deep fancy primal bot would have many followers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. That would also be me as well. If I had a deep cipher bot, there would be mostly just really weird, thankful posts because most of my tweets end up being just thank you all kind of things because I, I just don't have it in me to be based most of the time. I just go like, I'm having a good time. I'm chilling. I would prefer to see everybody having a good time and chilling. Also the most recent, the most recent, <laughs> the most recent Twitter discourse has been about melee commentators. They're not yeah. good enough. They're not exciting enough. And I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. 
This yeah, too shall pass. To, but but, but in order to like get clouded and goaded and throated, you gotta, you know, say yeah, something yeah. that's funny and everybody hearts it and retweets eight. it. Yeah. I don't know what um, to say. I mean, I've done some commentary and I just go like, I think everybody's falling in love with the idea of someone reacting to Melee. I think that's what a lot of yeah. people are missing, specifically with the Call so. of Duty people commentating at offseason this past weekend. That was funny, not only because they were they were entertaining, but because they're reacting to Melee. Who doesn't love mm -hmm. reaction videos? I mean, there are not a lot of reaction videos where someone new is looking at Melee for the first time or playing Melee for the first time. Totally. And when you have people who are content-pilled doing it, I think they came off really well. It was just one game as well. So you have something <laughs> novel and then you yeah. take it away and people go, yeah. no, no, bring it back. They're almost, they almost are thinking to them saying out loud a little bit like, I don't really want, I don't, I don't want Tofen Vish. And I go, no, yes, you do want Tofen Vish. Yeah. But one set would have been cool. You know, a couple more games. I mean, I don't think people would be happy if we had, um, two people that had never really played the game commentating a tournament. Like, I don't <laughs> think people would like that. And if they do like it, it's going to get old when tournament two comes around, right? They're like, ah, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, I get the thing, right? And then let's take it one step further. What if every set we rotated out strangers, new strangers, right? <laughs> That's going to get old too, right? Like, it's the novelty of it. And I don't think it's... It's kind of insane to be like, yeah, Tofen Vish, pretend you don't know what's happening and give me some real authentic. Re you know what I mean? Like, th this is a novelty play. I think you're exactly right. And um, there's no way to extend that. Like, you can't make novelty the meta, you know? Um, it only works because it comes in infrequently. And exactly like you said, you take it away before it can get old is also a big one for sure. Yes, I think Wisely on Twitter put it best, who's a friend of the program. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty style Smash commentary is great because it's hype and engaging, but when I spend 15 minutes talking about how Luigi is a casino running oil baron, I need to talk about the match more. Right. And I think that's a good way of summarizing it. And so, like, I go, ah, Wisely, you did everything that I wanted to do, and you put it within 280 characters, Right. I totally. I just don't seem to possess that talent as of now. Maybe I just need to speak my mind more and see how many people stick around. I don't know, but I I just can't do it. I say to myself, oh, if I have opinions, I'll talk about it on the podcast. And those of you who really want to know, you'll find out by tuning in as compared to doing the Twitter thing. So that is all we have. We've been at this for well over an hour. We're actually creeping up towards the two hour mark. So let's cut it off here. Primal, you have been above and beyond generous with your time and for putting up with my questions. For now, this will be a true test. Who here who wants to become a student of the game of modding wants to really get lost in the sauce? Put this on while you mod melee. See if something you know just kind of comes across. Remember the bones part? bone attach one thing to bone that yeah i think we're we're all on to something here possibly no not really but primal thank you so much for joining me please tell the people where they can find you and uh, any final shout outs thoughts you know start to wrap us up here sure so obviously you can download the pack off of animalia.xyz um you can also find my work on ssbm textures 
but generally speaking, the Twitter is where I'm at the most. So Vancity underscore primal. Um, just come through, comment. I love comments. So many people like stuff, but they never comment. I've also made a Discord uh, server, which I've done an awful job promoting or letting anybody know that it exists, basically. <laughs> I didn't know um, it existed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's meant to be a space specifically for Animele creators and Animele modders to share insights and tips and stuff like that. So uh, in the upcoming weeks, when I start posting one-off skins and, and smaller pieces of work, I'll be plugging the Discord on every one of those. So just keep an eye out on Twitter. Put it on your link tree as well. It's not on your link tree right now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're totally right. All um, good, all good. The link tree thing is really useful. I just don't know if anybody actually does it. Okay, so for me, you can find me on link tree <laughs> slash Cypher 003. <laughs> so maybe somebody will actually check it out. In the meantime, though, Primal, stick around for after the outro. We're going to do thumbnails. And otherwise, thank you all for tuning in for another episode. We'll see you all next time. Primal, say goodbye to the people. Uh, thanks for coming through. Thanks for watching. Uh, see you out there.